doing a separate intro for Pajangers and Wallhangers uh, due to the phone quality uh, and the banter between Matt and myself was uh, superb after hearing it. So here is Matt Man and the Old Man, brought to you by Pajangers and Wallhangers Radio. Enjoy. to finish my my lunch. Um well you sound like you're uh, in a taxi cab and on your way down to, you know, a Vietnamese airport or something. So, I guess I can start off with it if I sound good on your end. Wow, some of this I wrote when I was pretty lit last night, so... Call is now being recorded. Ah, I had to finish my my lunch. Little case of oh. tacos in my mouth. Alright, well, what do you got on the agenda? Like, what jobs you got to go? <laughs> so, um, got some some news here. Project Cars developer has their own console. So that that they're making. Yeah, Madbox, 4K, promising 4K resolution and VR at 60 frames per second. Essentially promising one of the most powerful consoles out there. So, uh, kind of a big, uh, you know, uh, gamble or actually kind of a baldy move uh, for them to just come out and say that. So, kind of thought, thought that was a little bit of something noteworthy. Nintendo banked uh, $348 million, uh yeah, three hundred forty-eight million on their mobile gaming last year. And the Pokemon Go with Pokemon Go and the franchise, eight hundred million. <laughs> All right. Well, how do you want? Do you want to? You want to bring us in, or you want to? You want to do the intro? Or you want me to do the um, well, you sound like you're uh, in a taxi cab and on your way down to, you know, a Vietnamese airport or something, so I guess I can start off with it if I sound good on your end. You sound perfect on my end. I'm running through my Bluetooth. And did you, um, did you think of your top, 
five of 2018? Well, yeah, I mean, but it's only going to be top three because, you know, I'm old and I don't get that much money. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so I'll, 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 I'll work that joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I got that. And then um, another segment um, of free shit, I figured at the very end I could just kind of highlight... Uh, where the fuck is that some bitch? Because I had a little bit of news written up on it. And... The Dragalia... That fucking game. Well, what what did you think about the God of War when you were watching it? Oh, the video... I mean, the, the gameplay itself, I love God of War. It, if I had a PlayStation and I played that game, it would probably want to be one of my top favorites. You know, I could speculate what my top, you know, would be had I played it and if had I have, you know, indisposable income and played everything I wanted to. But, you know, that's not really going to happen. Um, wow, some of this I lit, wrote when I was pretty lit last night, so I heard a trailer. <laughs> I was feeling the sauce last night. Uh, what was it? Oh, that's that's where it is. It's in the Nintendo thing. Yeah, it's uh, blah, 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 where is it? Dragalia Lost. It's a little. It's a cutesy little anime RPG uh, phone game, where it's like you know you tap and you drag your finger to move, and then you tap and you hold and uh, hold and drag for like a slot slashing attack and everything. It's a nice little intricate um, RPG that's free on the phone. It's been out for since September of last year, and it pretty much, I just heard about it in the last month of uh, uh, 2018, but I've been playing it. It's a pretty dope little game. So, I don't know. Well, it's made by Nintendo, so there you go. <laughs> that's pretty much why it's good. But it's you tap and drag, it sounds like you're going for uh, a... Uh, it's like the it's like a mobile dungeon crawler, you know, because it's top down Diablo esque like, but it's kind this of thing. call is now being recorded. What was that? I kind of figured this would be kind of dropping in and out a little bit, maybe since you're driving. Yeah, I mean that's why I went to see if you wanted to come with me, because it's just a trip up and a trip down. Not doing anything involved, but I'm already in King Crush. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I drive quick, man. I've been doing a bunch of a bunch of uh, you know scanning of the news and everything. A bunch of changing of the interwebs. I actually had to find a couple new news sites just to see if I'm getting you know gritty enough, getting down in the dirty. But uh, news, news. And I got been looking through Steam and all that, so I've been chuck you know, chucking through and purchased Sunset Overdrive Insomniac game. Just finished downloading that on the PC. It was twenty bucks. Not bad, not bad. It was it was on sale for like fifteen during the Steam winter sale. So Sunset that Overdrive. Big? I could oh, yeah. give you my I could have gave you my Game Pass account for, for Windows and you could have just had it for free. Yeah, but it was twenty bucks. But also picked up Pokemon Go Eevee, and yeah. that is currently downloading on my Switch because I'm going to the hospital on Monday and I need something to play. <laughs> yeah, 
So I'm going to be in that hospital for a while. Link's going to be alone for a good part of the day. We're leaving. we got to be up there by like 6.45, and we got to uh, probably be back anywhere between 3 and 6, so... Uh, I am. Uh, I'm going to be purchasing um, the, the Super Mario Wii. Uh, it's a Super Mario U Deluxe that comes out on the 11th. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that Super Mario bundle on there. The, there was like a Super Mario game coming out. It said pre-purchase. That's like the side scroller, right? Yeah, it's the, that's the original platformer just redone. Yeah. I saw that one, but I saw pre-purchase, and I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, no, I have I have Pokemon in front of me. I was gambling between Pokemon Go, Eevee, and um, the Hyrule Legends, pretty much, you know, Zelda Dynasty Warriors. And I don't think about it, because it was like... Awesome. Yeah, it was 40 bucks. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. It was on thirty. It was like thirty percent off, and I was like, "Shit, I don't know." Oh my god! Tipped over tractor trailer on on two hundred two South uh, ramp. Oh my god, that is insane! Like eighteen wheeler tipped over. Oh my god! Do do do. July twenty sixth. Wow, no, breaking. I'll go breaking news. Breaking news. Truck crash. Six ABC. Holy shit. Wow, this is an old one, but six, there's like seven people died in Gainesville. That is not where you are, so. Uh, yeah, no news on that. <laughs> uh, but I do like having, I like having a computer in front of me, but we can get to it if you like. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And you're getting all the all of these re- recordings are getting recorded, so you'll be able to pull you know anything from these phone calls. Yeah, and I can just voice them out like like they, yeah. like, like they never drop, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so uh, PJ and WH Radio Network podcast, Matt Man, the old man. And I okay. am the old man, this is Chris. And I am Matt the Matt Man, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in. we got a little bit of a special podcast doing this over Google Voice because I am a hermit and the old man had stuff to do, but he is feeling better uh, enough to do a podcast, and we got some stuff to talk about. So it's a little bit of a different podcast, but we're not going to let life uh, slow us down, so we'll just hop right into it. Um, pretty it much. I, if I sound like I'm underwater, I'm, I'm one, I'm, I'm still recovering with my voice thing, and two, um, I'm driving, so everything that I'm doing is going over Bluetooth, so you bear with me, but uh, if we drop, we'll always pick it back up and be able to, to take care of it, cue the whole music. We're always here for uh, adapting and overcoming, but... Uh you know, we've both uh, been having a little time off here to get some stuff done. Me, personally, I took the time to go through and watch one Aquaman, which I'm not sure if you got the chance to watch that or not. But, no, I have not. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Is that mean you wanted an Aquaman movie when you didn't know you wanted an Aquaman movie? Yeah, I, I, I've seen the numbers, like... 
Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 887.6 uh, million worldwide. Which Batman vs. Oh yeah. Yeah, it beat Batman vs. Superman was number one. That was eight hundred and seventy-three million. Um, now Aquaman trumps that, but n number two, which now is number three, is Wonder Woman. So that's uh, the amount of money, though, that it. Like, the opening box office for Aquaman beat out the opening box office for Batman for Superman. That's true, but they also spent the money on the CGI in this film. Like, way more money was put into this film than it was Batman vs. Superman and Henry Cavill's, like, horrible mustache CGI. There was none of that. And it was almost like they were trying to overcompensate for that film. Because every shot, I was listening to Kevin Smith, and he said, every shot looks expensive. Because what they did is they just slicked back everyone's hair, and they added the hair CGI for all the water effects, so that way it looks like they're in water. And it's, it's really, it's doing great, and I can't highly recommend that enough. That is by far my favorite DC Universe movie. And uh, I'd say up to date, because Batman or Superman, I wasn't, overly critical of that I did notice it's flaws but I thought overall it was a meh movie it was okay um but Aquaman definitely I would I would compare like that, Batman vs Superman was just like it's what everybody wanted but it was just too soon so it just became it became relegated to, to popcorn status it's like you know what you're yeah. getting into when you're watching it so you don't have any expectations and now now that, you know, they took that leap into uh, Justice League was a failure, you know, and now... Still one of the lowest-ranking movies, though. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Wonder Woman kind of resurrected the hope of DC having an extended universe. But, yeah. you know, with Aquaman, with Aquaman doing... As well as, as it is, and you know, let's just let's just call it for what it is. Jason Momoa being Jason fucking Momoa. You know? Oh yeah, but don't 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 go under appreciating uh, Nicole Kidman in this movie because I was surprised at how badass Nicole Kidman was. Like she played an amazing Queen Queen Atlanta, amazing. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but like you know, you're you're basing it on. You're rocking the the, the the franchise of Aquaman to be on Jason Momoa because he can he can portray that badass figure. We've already seen him, you know, in movies and in and in TV, uh, especially with Game of Thrones. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, did you ever hear how he got the spot on Game of Thrones? I didn't because I this is I saw Aquaman after I already saw him in you know Frontier, which is a great series on Netflix. Um, based on colonial can Canada and uh, what the Britain, you know, what all that was, and the fur trapping trade and everything is really good. And Jason Momoa is a really good character in there. Um, yeah. And then I saw him on Game of Thrones recently, and then I saw Aquaman. And I'm a Momoa fan after seeing all all of his stuff. Man, he's really good. Look up Jason Momoa interview for Game of Thrones, and you will be pleasantly surprised 
that he got the part for doing the haka, the, the traditional ceremonial dance that you like, or like the traditional war cry dance. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he said they have a, a thing for Graham Norton. He probably says it in the interview on there too. Yeah, I have to. I have that queued up, so I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll 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 be like that. It's just badass. Just that alone allows you to have respect. Now, now here's an interesting news bit off of this Aquaman thing. James Wan is offended that the Academy Awards did not recognize Aquaman. He said well, that publicly. Well, I mean, you're, you're releasing late in the you're releasing late in the fiscal year. It's already technically Q1 when you release the movie, so yeah, it doesn't fall. It doesn't fall into 2018. It's going to fall into 2019, much like Black Panther did, because Black yeah. Panther was released in Q1. So, for 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 anybody who doesn't know financial terms, Q1 is fiscal quarter one. That starts. Right before Black Friday, so all the companies can have all their all their in the black, like at the beginning of their system. Start because you got to figure they're going to be banking a lot of money that time of the year. But as far as awards go, you're kind of in a bad you're putting yourself in a bad position there because no matter how amazing the movie is, you're expecting like a spark like a wildfire to try to get you in there when everything else, like i.e. Black Panther, which could definitely go up for a couple awards, I could I could see, because that was an amazing movie. And the problem with that, it's it's the tricky time. You go in the beginning of the year, the end of the year, you risk being forgotten of. Yeah, and you have to have, you have to have that, that visible light. So having the movie, I mean, they can release a Q1, and they'll get some, they'll get some rebirth once it goes to Blu-ray, so, like, if they bring it out on Blu-ray in, let's say, September, right around when award season is going to be picking back up, then everybody will be uh, turned back onto it. So, I would say, I'd say Q1 is a good decision, but, like, don't be offended that you're releasing a movie at the end of a calendar year, at the beginning of a fiscal year, and you're going to be pissing and moaning about uh, an award that is not going to even come may not even come to fruition and be recognized until summer of 2019. Like, right. let it breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, I think, that you, you start to get offended when you're a fan of these comic book movies because none of them are getting any kind of recognition and all of us are loving and enjoying the hell out. Yeah, but you know, this isn't like shit from the 90s to where you're like, well, at least they did something. Well, I mean, you know, you had you, know, you had four different versions of the same movie done by Robert De Niro. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I mean, he... <coughs> I mean, as far as, as far as superhero movies, I love The Lion King. I mean, Black Panther. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lion King 2.0, if you please. If anybody's talking about, oh, the live action Lion King looks great. One, not live action, CGI. Two, the live action Lion King was Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, but, but, it, but it expanded across three movies. So, oh yeah, man, and you got that. Uh, it Marvel's great, and I mean, 
I can't wait to see what Marvel's doing. They're pretty much, I think, they're just planning right now. They're in their nefarious, you know, secret, you know, Legion of Doom headquarters, and they're trying to figure out the best kind of way to really spring all this Phase 4 action now that they have everything they want. Yeah, and then I know the deal is finalizing with Pops. I know that's going to come up to fruition. A little sidebar and note. Um, I will say, speaking that we're, we're on the topic of DC, um, tip of the hat to them to recognizing Stan the Man um, and yeah. all their uh, comic releases. I think that was a good move. It was a, a uh, like a, just a community respect move, and it was well done on their part. So I, I give them kudos um, for you know just recognizing the greatness that Stan the Man was. Oh, yeah, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the, in the New Year's Eve Matt cast, but um, the your beloved Spider-Man on PS4, their DLC, Silver Sable, actually dropped a nod to Stan, a nice tribute, a touching tribute to him, and then they go into what can be set up as the next Spider-Man game, where he's training Miles Morales. I'm almost finished uh, the story, and then once I'm finished the story, I'm going to uh, do the DLC. But that's like taking a weekend off for me, which oh, yeah. my weekend very limited. <laughs> I know. Entire <laughs> <Plus> situation. <laughs> but, I mean, it's definitely something where I still have that PlayStation itch, man. And anybody listening, if you want to offer me a great deal on a PS4, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> message us at pjandandwh at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, and you can go there for, you know, if you want to suggest stuff, too. But if you have a PS4 deal, definitely let me know. <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll keep, keep an eye on the interwebs for that. Yeah. So my next bit of news comes from uh, Project Cars developer. Uh, <clears throat> they are making a console. For good or bad or worse, you know, uh, Mad Dog or Madbox is coming out from the Project Cars developer, and they're pr- making a big promise. And I know you said you saw the story, um, but it's the promise in 4K resolution and VR at 60 frames per second. Me being a PC master race, I can tell you that's a very powerful piece of equipment, right? Yeah, it, it is a powerful piece of equipment if you are running Windows. So if it's running its own proprietary system, then uh, like maybe an Ubuntu powered by Linux, then you can get a little bit more horsepower out carriage gen or whatever current gen will be at that time. But if you're yeah. running Windows, um, yeah, you would have to you would have to beef up that box. Um, yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that console running anything but their own proprietary software um, to get the most out of resolution 4K. And let's just let's just call a state state. Let's just see if they can get it done. First. Like, show me show me demos of it. Show me videos of how you're going to do it. Like, yeah. you know, give me, you know, give me what you want to do, and let's see if you can get it done. I mean, being me, the Batman, I do appreciate the, the design of the box, which looks like an M. <laughs> but it's, what they're doing is they're shooting for three years out here, and there's no prototype, there's no project or projected price, but they say they're going to be, quote-unquote, competitive, other consoles at the time. 
So, being that this is, there's a lot of rumors about consoles, there's a lot of that kicking up, and everybody's expecting something at this year's E3. Me, myself, I see if anything's coming out, we're looking in that range for consoles in this kind of lifespan. I don't really see PlayStation releasing anything because they just did the PS4 Pro. Now, they always kind of tip their hat when they're going to a new console by doing that kind of slimmed-down, cheaper version. But I, I don't see anything coming. I think even industry analysts are shooting for at least 2021, maybe, like holiday season for a new console from them. And they both have their projects, you know, with their secret code names in development now. As far right. as next-gen consoles, though, I, I I believe with that prediction that we are at least three years off from another console. Yeah, and, and, and that that puts it that puts it right around the mark where everybody's going to be, like, you know, saturated. But the, the games, you know, my opinion, the games that come at, at at the end of a console life, you have two versions of the game. You have the game that really utilizes the console at max performance, and then you have the and developers who just put games out there because now it's cheap. So you're going to have that, that that pendulum is going to swing very, very broad once again because we saw games like that for 360 PS3 and, you know, the, one of the games that is near and dear to my heart, Last of Us. We saw yeah. Last of Us was an amazing game on the PS3. It's, you know, one... Chilling. Bone chillingly good. Yeah. It won so many awards and it, it, it became critically acclaimed that even a remastered edition came to the PS4, which then even bumps, you know, 1080p 60 frames a second, you know, at, you know, at one point, we wouldn't even think that as a reality, but that was the reality in 2014. So what will we have, you know, when that engine swings again uh, at the end of this console generation on the first of a new one? It's going to be very curious to see. I mean, now you have Atari. Now you have Mad Madbox in the mix. Now you have all the other ones. Nintendo. I see them riding the switch. They're like the you know the slow kid in class. They're always late to the party. But with Switch, they're getting a lot of support with this thing, man. It's probably it's, I do believe it outsold uh, PlayStation in Japan this holiday season. So the Switch and everybody, every one of my friends with kids, they're like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get them a Switch. Oh, we're going to get the Switch. Everybody's going to the console family market-wise, and they're putting out a lot of stuff. I, I played I Doom have, on there the other day. I have a Switch. I just bought a few extra Joy-Cons because we're going to be doing Mario Party. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my, uh, my Switch doesn't get a lot of playthrough just because I haven't invested the time in it because I... I'm waiting for Zelda to go cheaper because, you know, I'm a family guy. I've got to save some money. I'm yeah. going to wait for Odd to go cheaper. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like I'll I do have all those, but I also paid full price. The one, my one gripe with Nintendo is they are not Steam, man. They, the, even their sale, you saw, I saw maybe when I'm cruising around there, 30%, it was like the top they would go. Yeah, so, like, I'm not... I'll, I'll wait because I can wait on a single player game. I, like I know what I'm going to be getting to with, with the game yeah. that I want to invest in that much time. So, or do I want to pay sixty dollars to invest in a game that's already almost a year old? Like, no, I'll, I'll wait a little bit. I'll let it go down in price, even if it's like thirty, I'll buy. So, but but I know I'm going to have more value for me because my I'm gonna, that game, like the 
Zelda games for me is going to be a long, it's going to be a year process for me to finish Zelda. Um, Dude, I, I grinded on that, and even with the you know the great support they did after that, and there was a lot of stuff with Zelda, and it is a shit ton to do, and I absolutely love that game. I want to see them port Twilight Princess because I've never played that one. I didn't I didn't buy it on the Wii, so that's one that I was like, ah, I kind of want to play that. So I kind of want the I want them I want that ported, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get it. It's just uh, I want uh, I want my I gotta have my gaming on the I mean, and while we are talking about Nintendo, the one news I did see is how well they fucking did, even with just their mobile gaming last year. Of course, their big is Pokemon Go. And between Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, they raked in a eight hundred million in revenue on that in franchise. So this year alone for mobile gaming, they did uh, three hundred and forty-eight million. And just for mobile, I mean, alone, I see a lot of stuff mobile-wise coming out. It's everybody's dropping some kind of mobile game, and you have a lot of great mobile games coming out too. Oh wow! Sorry, I'm making a turn. I gotta pay attention to my maps here. <laughs> yeah, being my old fucking self. Well, yeah, you also gotta make sure you're looking through the proper lens of your bifocals. Or do you um, have I have to look up. I, I, I have to have the, the the snooty nose when I look up. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have your hands right at white knuckle position at you know one and eleven. One and eleven. All right. I'll, I'll make sure of that. I'll right on. <laughs> You'll look like every kind of satirical Irish cartoon ever. Didn't I already look like that? Just, you know, just goofier. Have you stopped getting stopped and asked what you've done since the Lord of the Rings? Um, <laughs> uh, only when it only when it has to do with my question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopping back on track, there is one game that I picked up at the end of last year for, through Nintendo that is actually pretty good mobile gaming wise, and I'm going to put it in the kind of Nightman's free shit category here that did the first one last week with Brawl Stars, part of Supercell's new game, which is still go pumping out and still going strong. But they also released one in September that is called Tregalia Lost, and it plays just like an anime, and, you know, the anime style of having that cutscene, which is back-and-forth banter. They do have audio. You don't have to read everything, which is nice. I do tend to read it because it just goes better because they have that loud kind of Japanese music playing all the time. Tell me you can turn it down a little bit. This call is now being recorded. This thing drops the mic more than Chris Rock, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so yeah, Dragalia Lost is really a good game. I'm not going to go off on that anymore because obviously Google, uh, the Google Overlords didn't like that too much. But, um... <laughs> pull the plug! Pull the plug! He's bitching about the game! <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> it is it is great, and I am enjoying it. It's the kind of Diablo style when you're playing, so it's top down. You see the whole person. You have a crew that you can switch the members out, and they're called summons. So you did, you get different kind of summons through the in-game store, and it is purchase based. So you can buy. There is that pay-to-win aspect. Pay-to-win in mobile gaming, I've come to um, accept that it's going to be a part of it, but I don't let it ruin the game like, i.e., Battlefront 2 fiasco. Yes. Because, you see, with Clash Royale and different mobile games, yes, they do have that pay-to-win aspect, but they tweak it with the loot box system because you're not just buying this OP card. You're buying the chance to get you know, like in Dragonia Lost, you get a tenfold summon. You get the chance of one card you get, or one item you get, being above a four star. So, okay, you'll get one really good thing out of this tenfold. And then you get some stuff that's helpful. So there's that kind of tweakage that I like with mobile gaming. That I think other games, like, you know, like Battlefront style... If you want to have that aspect in there, just tweak it like that. Make it a purely aspect or give it such a random chance that you're like, oh, dude, I couldn't even tell you where you're going to get. It's just random. Okay. All right. So what makes this game a little bit more, uh, like, what's intuitive about this game that I have to, that I would have to see into it? So, Dragalian Lost, it's, even with, with the summons, okay, you have uh, you bond with a dragon. So that's one thing that I I fucking ever since the horrible uh, first season of Iron Fist, I, I you give me a dragon, I'm gonna be happy. You know, Game of Thrones first season. What did they give me by the end? Three fucking dragons where Iron Fist could not. Forget he lost first. You know. Probably like 15 minutes of gameplay. Dragon. See, it's not hard. Just add a dragon. That's all, that's all you got to do to get me. Add a dragon. Um, but you have your different kind of dragons, which you can, um, it's kind of the alt attack. It's where you have to get these crystals, which are scattered throughout the dungeon map. It's a simple dungeon, because they still keep it, you know, phone-based. It's, you know, you hold your phone like regular. It's not one where you keep it tilt, uh, tilted landscape side. So, okay. <laughs> and then uh, you hold your figure and drag if you want to walk. And you're walking around the dungeon, Diablo style, like that. So there's different treasure chests where you'll get weapons. You can uh, upgrade the weapons. And there's a lot of different loot that you will get. So it's the loot classic RPG. It, it just, that's the great part about it. It has all that RPG. It has your summons. It has your team. You can... Uh, Get different team members, and there's the five-star rating. So you usually... I got, like, a five-star team member off the jump, and it makes everything easier, you know? Different uh, attributes that you'll get will help you with uh, different, you know, spellcasts, your your special attack for your main character. Of course, I named him <laughs> Matt, man. Um, but you have uh, different characters, Zephia, where there's kind of, you meet two Zephia in the beginning of the story, and they're, that's kind of like one of the narratives that they play. You can skip through all the stories. So if you just want to do a, a nice dungeon crawler game, you click the chapter, you go into the story, you hit skip, it goes to the dungeon, you get a couple dungeons. There's also co-op, 
and you know special events and different like different gameplay modes in that dungeon crawler to where it's kind of Diablo-esque where they're making a nice little RPG family. So that's kind of why I would highly recommend it because there's different kinds of uh, at uh, intricate qualities to it that makes it fun, especially when you add in co-op into this and it just it it's like having Diablo on my phone and it's like. Diablo, it's not Diablo, actually. It's like if Diablo and anime had a wild orgy, and that was the product. Ah, okay. Because it's everything anime in the story and everything that I love. So it's a nice, if you're into RPGs, and it's turn-based, which I hate turn-based, and it automatically turns me off. There's some games that popped up on Steam. One was uh, Adam, which was, uh, looked like classic, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, top-down. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I looked, turn-based attack system. Nope. It'll turn me off every yeah. time. Quicker than, exactly. you know, pulling down a skirt and seeing a dick. It, it's even quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, but that sounds like a normal Thursday night for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday after the pasta and sausage. you got to keep the care, you know, you got to keep it together. Uh, you're doing that at Blue Church, eh? And call it a sausage party. <laughs> <Lou Tetheogan. laughs> All right. Let me uh, let me put a uh, hold on this right here. I have to go pick up uh, the girls, and I'll let you know when uh, we can call back in. Yeah, man. Not a problem. All right, bro. All right, brother. See you all later. Peace. Peace. This call is now being recorded. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? All right. I got the girls in the car now. We're on our way home. Oh, boy. I was actually just playing Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) I I had not gotten my Pokemon yet, but I'm waiting on Professor X. Or Professor Oaks, not Professor X. I've been waiting forever for, for, uh, for Professor X. (laughs) <laughs> the wrong game entirely. Because you like to live it up. Yeah, I do love this game because it's... I remember playing this game. Uh, I originally got Pokemon Red. And my buddy had Blue. Oh, yeah. And I had it in the, on the big brick original uh, handheld <laughs> Uh, Game Boy, the gray one yeah, that everybody lost the back to. And then... Yeah, uh, yeah what did you say? The monochromatic Game Boy. Yeah, man, and then I eventually got the Game Boy Color, which I think I had like a, a, pur- a yeah, purple Game Boy Color. I think because, I had you know, the same one, man. Yeah, third street. Yeah. <laughs> purple, like you can see the, the, the innards of the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, third street saints. They made purple okay, so it's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I loved Pokemon back then. Didn't I fell off after Yellow, because I was like, this is the same game, just with Pikachu. And then I moved on. But then, I think I got, what do I have on my desk here? I picked up, oh, X and Y. I picked up those when I had a 3DS, but I had the small 3DS, and with my hands, it was almost like I was purposely trying to get myself carpal tunnel while trying to play this game. Yeah. 
have mine yet. And then I found Danny's DS games, and I saw if he had Pokemon X, and I kind of stole it from him to play it. Because I didn't know what it was, and then I saw you could, like, customize your own character. Like, you didn't start anything. I was like, this is the best game ever. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Pokemon have always done that kind of... It, it was always a nice, different world. And all the, the actual Pokemon, original Pokemon I know, were created by the creator was, who was autistic. Autistic, yeah. Yeah, the creator of Pokemon is autistic. And you know what? Did okay for himself. That he did. It was just uh, a turn-based game with, with creatures instead of, instead of players. And I know I said I said previously I hate turn based. Pokemon's the exception. <laughs> That's the only turn based. Absolutely. It is. It is. I will concur with that. One thing is Final Fantasy that actually had a good story were actually vivid in detail. Awesome. Well, I think that uh, yeah, the uh, Final Fantasy. I saw they have on the Switch, they have, like, a, a Final Fantasy uh, 15, like, kind of mini pocket game. Yep. And they have, they're selling that on... Yeah, I, I looked at it because it was like, here's some RPGs you might like. And I was like, I might actually like that. It's only 20 bucks. Final Fantasy 15, the, the, the mobile version of it is really good, I will say. Um, they, they, they just ported over the voice actors, they... They subbed it down a little bit so they could fit it uh, more of a, it's just more of a, you know, here's an adventure, here's our story, go at it, have fun with the game because we know we enjoy it. And yeah. uh, I, I enjoy the game, the, the gameplay, because I'm still playing through 15 on, on PS4, which, you know, the mobile versus the, 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 uh, the console. Uh, you could probably get it on Steam, the Royal Edition, I think it's only $30. Yeah. I loved Final Fantasy 15. I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far in it, and I loved it. It was, oh, especially the combat and the gameplay. It, it, it was the best Final Fantasy I've played since 8. I played 9, and 9 and 10 kind of sucked, in my opinion. Well, uh, so, I have to say, I will always go back to Final Fantasy 6 being the best story-wise, just because of, and we've talked about this now. Yes, Seven was actually the first one that I've ever played. I haven't played any of the original. I have to give you. I have to give you the, uh, the file for the Super Nintendo so you can play that and play it through. But I mean, you can play it on an emulator, or you, and you can also play it. Um, I think Steam has a version of it. Um, but six and four, I mean, they're turn-based. You know, because I mean, it's JRPG. It's turn-based. But you know what you're getting into. So... 16 bucks on Steam. Yeah? Yeah, 16 bucks on Steam. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. I mean, I have... Very positive reviews. Oh, yeah. I have Final Fantasy VI on my phone, and it's still playing. Um, Okay, they kind of redid it a little bit. They made it a little bit smoother with uh, the image-wise. That's to be decided, because I like like the original... The the original... uh, Pixelated art. Um, they did refine the sprites on the on the new ones, and and rightfully so they should. But I I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed. So this uh, sound 
should bring back some memories for you then? What, what sounds that? Who sounds that? Uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta turn that shit up, man. Oh, your old ears. Hang on. I saw it coming that you were gonna play something that was from the game itself. Yep, yep, the opening sequence. <laughs> yeah, so they have that playing for their trailer. But yeah, 16 bucks, very highly reviewed on Steam. It looks like they have a good bit of them. They have three, four, five, uh, six, seven, ten. So two. five, five was the first of Final Fantasy. Also with two um, to introduce the job system. So the job system became very apparent when, when Tactics came out, which is also an amazing game. Um, you can get it on mobile. It's a good mobile game. Um, it's also a good DSP game or Vita game. Um, I highly recommend it, even if you, you know, for the sheer fact of just picking up a Vita now that they're they're going to be discontinued, and, and you can still play all the PS1 games, you can still play all the the, the, the PSP games uh, the, to a certain extent. So, and then you know, Persona Five, Persona, uh, Persona Five uh, Dance is on there. Persona 4 dance is on there. Um, all the redone personas are on there now. They're redone on there. So I enjoy it. Um, but I highly recommend you just take a month to hold, do a deep dive on Final Fantasy VI and then get back to it. Even if you only do half of it, you will be, you'll be like, why didn't I play this game? Like, this was missing from my life. Because 7, I, I beat 7. And I was... <laughs> what was the name of the character who died in Seven? Because I was stupid enough oh. to invest in her. Eris. Eris. Oh my God! I was Aris. I was stupid enough to invest in her. I was just like, yeah, cool. she's cool. And then boom, dead. And I was like, son of a. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody was like, uh, you know, pissed off and upset that that she died. And, uh, <laughs> It goes to show that even surprise and, like, the feels in gaming, even go back then, you know, because it was, it, that that struck you there, you know? But Yeah, well, it, 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 it hit to the core, even even with the bad Japanese translation, it still <laughs> hit to the core. So, you know, it, it, Final Fantasy VII will always be dear, dear to my heart because it was the first Final Fantasy on PlayStation, and I waited a long time for that because... Final Fantasy 3, which was Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, was out for Super Nintendo, and that came out in 1994. So we waited from 94 to 1998 for Final Fantasy, no, 1997 for Final Fantasy 7. So, and it was the first Final Fantasy that was breaking from Nintendo. And it was 3D, the first it was 3D. Yep, it went, it, it jumped that well. barrier. And looking back on it now, yeah, it looks horrible, but I'm still one of those in, the, in, in pining for that remake, man. We haven't seen anything from it. Well, if we're talking with that remake, you're talking three years down the road with, with new consoles. The, the, the projection now is it might just make the new console market and not be on this gen. Yeah, I can see them holding it back to next gen. 
Because everybody wants it, you know? They know they're going to be getting that money. So, of course, yeah, everybody wants it. They're going to they're gonna hold back on it. It makes sense. And they're just going to milk the shit out of it. Yeah, but, uh, but then does that push back the development on, on, on that itself? Because when you introduce a new console, you use the same debt framework as you would for, for the previous gen, or do you redo it for its own framework? And if that's the case, then, then the debt kits that they're all building for on basis and remake will go out the window. I mean, they'll, they'll still be able to use the data and, and the, the, all the SPS data that they gathered from it, but they'll still go out the window. Yeah, but here's what I'm Here's my point. What else is Square Enix doing? Nothing. Besides trying to <laughs> think about remaking Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger? Don't know. <laughs> Man, I mean, the remakes are definitely, they're nice for guys like me and you, and it's also nice because it gives uh, the younger gamers a chance to see these great games, and we had to use a lot of imagination because we didn't have that graphical uh, nicety when we were gaming these stories. Now we're getting these remakes, and it's, I have faith that they're going to turn out great, you know, like... There's still a, fa a new fable in the works somewhere in, in their camp. That's one I can't wait for. I'll play the. I'll play a, a, a lot of that. I probably won't beat it because it's fable. It's going to let me down. Uh, yeah. yeah. Even if Peter Molyneux has nothing to do with it, I still feel they are going to let me down. Well, I mean, it couldn't be any worse than black and white. I don't think. <laughs> Remember that game on the PC? Which one? Black and White. Oh my god, I loved Black and White. I never, I could never get far in it because there was one quest where you had to influence another town without being able to talk, talk to them or touch them or do anything at all. They just kept throwing rocks at them, and I'm like the dick that was just kept hurling rocks at their village. I just like throwing people into the water. I mean, and into the volcano. It was great. Okay, a little bit of psychopathic, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll I'm about it. to be. <laughs> You're Irish. You're allowed to be. <laughs> so, one thing that I did see, especially since you mentioned old, outdated, and not making any more consoles, a surge on Amazon and eBay of Wii U prices. They're selling yeah, Wii U's that. for over five. Six and seven, eight hundred dollars for a Wii U with those limited so context, edition bundles. The context of the Wii U is they said Wii U unopened is going to be that price. Now Wii U pre-owned or refurbished, it, it's still going to hold the market value of like one third, one sixth, one eighth, whatever the price will be. But to have a a, a game free pre-downloaded <coughs> bundle already built into it. Um, and unopened, that's going to be a hard find. A You're saying find. that's what they should do if you buy a mad box. Don't open it. Leave it in the box, and hopefully you can make your money back one day. Yeah, like uh, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's like that, that poor schmuck that bought the Ouya. It was like, oh, this is going to pay off someday. And So what else do you got in the world of, like, because I know we were touching on Nintendo. Um, I know you had a, uh, a little... I got one project. story. 
Oh, yeah. I had a homework project that we will uh, do want to get to after this story. This one kind of took me by surprise because they're not a company I would see making games, but it seems like uh, an, an ambitious game. It's Amazon. Amazon is uh, making a game. They already had one, which is for the Grand Tour. Um, they had a game, but it's a Grand Tour based off of a show, and it probably sucks. Um, it's only on Xbox and PlayStation, so my uh, you know attention span for it is gone. But their new game is going to be an op- uh, open-world MMO. It's not going to be like WoW, but it is... Uh, Players can bond together and, you know, towns, armies, raiding parties. Not every character has to be a combat character. You're going to have your alchemists and your uh, blacksmiths. And the thing I like about it is they say, imagine Skyrim. And you go to, like, buy a, a, a sword off a smith. Except that's not an NPC. It's not an AI. That's another person who's playing as a smith. And there's a, a couple games out there in development now that are like that, like uh, Chronicles of Illyrium, but there's, there is, theirs is a little bit more skewed because you have one life, and then you die, and then when you come back, you come back as, like, you, you know, the, your character's son. And if you leave something, it will sit there until somebody picks it up, you know, and it can become an artifact, you know. So <clears throat> that is a little bit more progressive than that, but still, this game, they didn't give a name, I don't believe. Yeah, they didn't give a name to it. Um, I think it's actually New World. Yes. Oh, yeah, New World. That's the name of the game, um, is what they're calling it. So it's an open world, MMORPG, uh, you know, it's Amazon Games, though. Amazon Game Studios. That's not a company that I would have attributed to that, um, but... You know, it's, yeah, but uh, I, I can give you some insight on that. So, a lot of the um, services that you know Amazon does, part of their business model is Amazon Web Services, which actually contributes a lot. So, think about this: um, a lot of game services use Amazon Web Services. A lot of streaming platforms use Amazon Web Services. So Netflix uses thirty percent of their cloud base on Amazon Web Services. So, they they. Netflix streams their their product and directly pays their competitor because they're paying for their cloud-based service. So so Amazon is very smart in collecting the data. They're entitled to see it because they're providing the service. And they can see what other companies do when they're using that service. And then they can start to um, see what not to do now because, you know, a bunch of gaming companies are using AWS as a cloud-based solution. So that can give you some insight on why they might be jumping into that arena, but that is just my speculation. Yeah, I mean, Amazon, they, they're kind of their own being, you know, um, because you go to them for streaming. You go to them for, you know, uh, great shows, honestly. They do have really great shows, man. The High Castle, Tick, um, just to name two of them, uh, Expanses on there, really great shows on their streaming service. You can get anything you want through their shipping service, especially when they start to drones. And now, if they release this and this game title becomes a big hit, I think you'll see more companies that are going to be a little bit less, um, like re- uh, directly related to gaming, taking a shot on a game. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to see them do good stuff because, yeah. you know. It can fall by the wayside like everything else because there's no release window. Yeah, so, I mean, if they leave it open-ended, it's fine. If they want to do something that's, like, you know, it will be consistently in development and then, you know, we'll release chapter by chapter, that's fine, too. Uh, you know, I want to see what happens. Yeah, because Apple, they have had games that be a big part of their marketplace, and they kind of, I would say, paved the way for what mobile games are right now because of how accessible the iPhone was. Everybody became a gamer in that aspect. We talk about mobile games popping up all the time in the news because it's you can try to fight it, but games are adapting and finding different ways to get to their target audience because you see more people like, ah, oh, I used to be a gamer, and then they'll go on their phone and play Clash Royale, you know? Being a 40-year-old big grizzly mechanic, and he fucking plays Clash, you know? Everybody has a game that they do like, and that's it's evolving, and I do like that, where that's going, and I like to see more chances like this. Um, but you also had you booms like, like uh, the, the, the whole Candy Crush boom, um, and then you got the, the Pokemon Go, Everybody was, you know, all the all the Pokemon nerds like wanted to go on to that, and uh, you know, did that. And then, uh, what else was there? There you had, uh, you, know, you still get your Tetris, your your your, like all those games that will live now in infamy on mobile that were cult hits that only, uh, oh yeah, you know, us Tetris. Tetris is the first game that I had on my Game Boy. Yeah. And the Russian 8-bit tone, you know? do 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 You know, like that. And now, that's everywhere. Yep. And, and, and you got Google. Google saying, hey, we're going to stream games. Okay. You do you, Google. All right. I see you. If it works, Assassin's Creed is not, uh, uh, like, even my PC, like, I can't do anything else if I'm going to play an Assassin's Creed game, either Odyssey or Origins. I have to play that game. My PC is pretty old. You know, it's like, what, four years old? But it still runs the game perfectly fine. But still, a little bit trying. I know it's different when you come into streaming, but I like that there's that avenue, because that's what you kind of got from Ouya. You're not buying a game. You're buying into a service that's going to give you the games you want to play. Well, speaking of services, I got one for you to check out, and you can pull this up on your computer. Look up Shadow PC. It is a monthly service that will allow you to stream the game. It just requires a, a, a robust bandwidth speed. Um, essentially, it's, it's like every other streaming service I tried, but this one's actually doing it to a certain point. Um, a little steep, in my opinion. I mean, 35 a month, but what are you going to get for when... You know, you're putting the bulk of the bandwidth on the on the uh, device that you're streaming from. So, is it worth it? I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen any like reviews that are like outside of the, like the normal manufacturer. Hey, it's a good service, you know, because you know you take those reviews with a grain of salt because they're just there to bump the numbers. Yeah, I see this is exactly like what Oya was sixty for you know sixty hertz four K UHD. Uh, you know, 144 full HD uh, hertz. It's expanding fast. It's pretty much the Northeast, California, um, Oregon, Nevada, uh, you know, central states around Texas, uh, Missouri, you know, um, 
Ohio, you're fucked. Sorry, cuz. I got a cousin out there. <laughs> um, but, um, um, yeah, high performance. I see that as being an, a lucrative option, but I don't see that being really acknowledged until one of the big three take a, ch- a stab at it. I could see, I don't see Nintendo. They're too innovative. They're too creative to try to cop out like that, but I could see, I could see, I could see Microsoft doing something like that. Microsoft is trying to do something like that already, because they already got the Game Pass. They're just trying mm-hmm. to figure out a way to do the streaming aspect for hardware-wise. And, um, and not for nothing, but, you know, you have to, there's always going to be some type of physical hardware. So, I don't know if that's ever going to be a I can top this story by one sentence. It's the next one that I want to mention. And as soon as I saw it, I knew I had to have it, I had to say it during, in a podcast with you. One big game. <clears throat> it's on the top. If you go to the big Steam store and you go to the front page, one of the top selling games still, even with negative, I want to get the wording right here. Even uh, even with mostly negative reviews, released December twenty second, twenty eighteen, Atlas, the pirate MMO. Okay. Panned when it came out. It's uh, uh, supposed to be the spiritual successor to Ark. It's from the same, you know, the creators of Ark. It's uh, Grape Gate, uh, Grape Shot Games, and it was atrocious when it came out. Glitches, bugs, it's an early access, so that's to be expected. It's one thing that I think PC gamers get to be a little bit prima donna-y about is about uh, the status of a game when it hits early access. DayZ just left early access two podcasts ago. Nobody cares about it now because they didn't have the right support. ARC supported the hell out of that game, uh, with that studio, supported the hell out of that game, and made it something into something that people are still playing. It's still one of the most played games in the in that market. So, just trying the pirate realm, trying to do what Sea of Thieves did. It's a little bit more realistic than Sea of Thieves. Still kind of cartoony, um, but the recent update fixing a lot of pat you know patches and bugs and stuff like that. But it allows you a death sentence in the game, which is very interesting. And here's where I'm going to tie it in. You can eat shit and die. <laughs> that is awesome. Because that there's nutrition awesome. in the game, so you have to have make sure that you're eating, you have food and water, and obviously you poop. So if you eat poop, you will die, a lot like in life. But that's not man's lesson for the day, kids. Don't eat poop. No, that's Look, you don't know unless somebody tells you, okay? But Atlas is still out there for 30 bucks on the Steam store. Um, I can see a lot of Steam games, i.e. like Black Desert Online, being ported over to consoles. It usually takes a while, just like it takes a while for something to go from consoles over to PC. But I could see this as a game that where you, if it hits off like Ark, it could go right to consoles like Ark did. Um, by the way, um, so the option for you to have the Game Pass is still there because Ark is now on Game Pass. So... If you want it, let me know. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's got plenty of... Uh, uh, oh, that's the, the next story I wanted to get to. But it's uh, definitely uh, one to check out. The update arrives on the 7th. So that's tomorrow. 
Um, and uh, you can eat shit tomorrow and die And when you log into Atlas. So check it out. Keep it with a grain of salt. Some early access games, like Star Citizen, you log in, it gets glitchy and buggy, and then you put it on the shelf. And you come back in a couple months and you say, hey, you fix it? No? In the next couple months, you come back to these early access games because they're still being made. That's the difference between PC and console. You want a finished product, presumably, go to console. If you want to be able to get in there and help the co- help the developers actually make the game, report bugs, make the game better, and there's a lot more support from the developers on that PC console. So that's why I will not stop doing that. You buy a, a you're out there buying like a Wii U for eight hundred and fifty dollars, man. You could buy a decent PC a PC desk tower for that. The Matt Man's ransom, yeah, but it's you know something that yeah, I definitely you can't like. <laughs> yeah, Zelda though. Yeah, well, that's Nintendo. That's why I bought a Switch <laughs> because they can't get it, and that's why I'm gonna buy a PlayStation because they won't put out. Yeah, yeah, man. Sorry, it was their right, content. Homework, homework. They won't put out their content. So the homework uh, I set out for Chris was. Uh, one, I know you didn't, you didn't, I don't know if you wanted me to do this one, but your, what would be your ideal Santa Claus game? Ideal Santa I already Santa have Claus mine. Game? Yeah, I already have my ideal Santa Claus game. Santa Claus RPG. You start off, with, uh, you're not, you know, you're, you know, you're not Saint Nick, you're working to be Saint Nick, and then you have, you gotta deliver all the presents, and you got like, you know, the naughty kids throwing stuff at you. I think that'd be a really cool game. So you're describing the movie Fred Claus. <laughs> yes, I want Fred Claus the game. <laughs> why don't anybody? Why not? They'll make Spider-Man Three the game, but they won't make Fred Claus. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, no, but, but uh, like the true Santa Claus game, like like gift, like what? If I had a game that like just this past twenty eighteen. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm relegated to the fact where I just buy my own shit. So <laughs> I don't really, really got a Santa Claus game, but you gave me a piece of homework for it. it was like top five. Yes. So yes. top five of 2018 is the real homework here. So because I'm old, I interpreted it as top three because I <laughs> because I just. You know, I had to go to sleep early and get up early because I'm up at you know, I'm up at five a.m. because I'm being old and going to bed at seven and seven p.m. <laughs> um, so my top three, of course, um, God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead. Those are my. And those are the three that I haven't played, and they're not on my list. And I knew they were going to be. So, who's your number three? Is your number three God of War listing down like that? God of War is number one. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three, in that order. Um, okay, Spider-Man number Dead, two. Yeah, reason why Red Dead didn't get uh, top billing was the same thing that we talked about, the whole Aquaman issue. Was Yeah. Um, you're, you're releasing it too late uh, in the calendar year. So there's a bunch of other content that was released throughout the entire calendar year that the people were able to enjoy. And the narrative for God of War is fabulous. 
It is absolutely fabulous. Outside of one of the best story-driven narratives into my heart of hearts, Last of Us. So yeah. if I can hold it in the same, on the same echelon of Last of Us as far as story-driven narratives, um, I will say, I will say that that holds a top view. The second, again, story-driven narrative, um, Spider-Man. The ability, the ability to be Spider-Man will always be awesome. Will be always fantastic. Absolutely. And it, you know, just the way Insomniac built that game and, it, and did the combat system and did like all the inner, like the inner nuances, like you were saying, uh, with the DLC giving a nod to the stand the man. Um, yeah. Which I will play eventually. Um, <laughs> was, was before bedtime. Just, yeah, just yeah, before bedtime. With the core gameplay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the gameplay that, 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 the gameplay is like the initial shock factor of me. Like, yeah, this is cool, I can do all this good shit. But the, the story-driven narrative is what keeps yeah. me turning that game back on time and time and time again. And I will always say a story-driven narrative game will always beat out any other game for it's just, it's not Call of Duty. Um, because Call of Duty's just been the same. Now, reason why Call of Duty is not even in a mention anymore when you talk game here because it is the same cookie cutter cookie, cookie cutter like here it is what it is and you know I, we're just going to give this to you because we know it's going to be a cash cow oh absolutely like, like Modern Warfare 4 was a story driven game and everybody I don't know anybody who didn't at least complete 90% of all the trophies on Call of Duty Modern Warfare oh yeah uh, the, the first one because it was a complete game. So the multiplayer yeah. was just an added fact that it was good. It was nice to have modern weapons instead of relying on World War II at that time. Because we were oversaturated with it. But yeah. I digress. Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah. Red Dead 2. Um, there's so much shit to do in that game. You can easily get lost. And it's the reason why it's my number three, because even though it is a really... It is a really deep and story, like, it is, it is immersive, and it will tug on your heartstrings a little bit, because you can play both, you can play both the, the, a villain, or, or you can be good. Um, whoever doesn't know now, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you kind of figure that with a Rockstar game, though. And those are all three really good studios. God of War 3 was one of my favorite games ever. Spider-Man will always, any good Spider-Man game will always be, you know, in the top of your heart. That's a really hard list to put together, to actually, like, list out. Because if I played, you know, any of those three, it would really make my list a lot harder to uh, kind of put together. And if I was going to randomly pick four, like, the four, like, placing four and five, um, surprisingly so, I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K. So, and I, I hit that pretty heavy because the story in that game was actually pretty good. Again, it's not the gameplay that actually brings me in. It's the story that it's trying to tell. And even though it was a, you know, a, just a piece together story of what you have to go through, it, they actually did a good job. So I give my hand to 2K Studios for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what other game? 
I'll have to think about this one. Uh, I have not played Assassin's Creed Odyssey yet, so I can't put that in there. Um, I do. I'm, I can't name a number five. I will give a tip of the hat to Black Ops Four for for owning up to their their mass hysteria that they've built because they they now just said, okay, fuck it, we're not going to do a multi, we're not going to we're not going to do a story game anymore because we you know we realized that the last four story based games that we put in a, a Call of Duty sucked ass. So, <laughs> yeah. Instead of that, we'll throw a battle royale mode in there, and I will have to say. It graphically and and uh, weapons wise and just the way the way it the pacing of it amazing for right. the battle royale mode. Um, they also have different modes for um, you know various other things like you get your standard multiplayer, your team deathmatch. They also have um, a hard point. They also have zombies, which zombies. Is making a really con- good comeback, but that gives you my homework for you is going to be um, um, what was it? Days last or last days? That's coming out soon. I want to see that game, so look that one up. Days uh, last. Um, also, I, I think it's available on Steam. Um, and just so I don't know if you're into it, like sports games, but NBA, um, download NBA 2K Prelude and. Your oh, Days Gone? Days Gone, that's what it is. Yeah, Days Gone, uh, the, the zombie su- apocalypse, survival uh, horror. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, they got the hordes that they're taking from uh, eight, like uh, World, uh, World War Z. Um, yeah. The book was better, but I digress. It, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for that one, too. I think PlayStation has always been the snooty cousin of the consoles. And it's because they put out great games like that, that it can capture your top three. And they're all the top three games that I wish I could have played this year that I didn't. But my top five, I'll start off and I'll go in order, um, from five to one. Five, I'm putting Subnautica on. Subnautica um, obviously was a really good game. It was... Uh, Bit basic bitch in the in the beginning. It came with a story. You're in a you know you're on a planet of water because your spaceship you know crash landed there, and now you got to survive. And you're you see all these different kind of creatures and uh, the environments and the building and crafting is uh, easy and it's uh, easy to get lost in that underwater world and even very easy to get spooked out by something. You're like, oh, I gotta get away. But it, that's that's my number five because they've continued to support it and they've added a lot of content to it that makes you go like, oh yeah, I need to log back into that. And that's why that would be a nice top uh, top five for me for the five spot. And they do encourage streamers, as uh, my brother points out, um, which it's it's a great game on Steam. If you don't have it, it's definitely one to pick up, especially if you're into the survival crafting genre. It's one that I. I re-downloaded as soon as I got my uh, external hard drive for Christmas. One that I definitely put on the new uh, the new empty space because it's something you could just get lost in that underwater world and watch your O2 settings. Number four is Dragon Ball Fighter Z because they did it well. Yeah. They did it really well. They, they did it well. I, 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 that's, that's what that's what I'm talking about 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 uh, 
releasing games and forgetting about them because I have that on PS4. So that I would yeah, put that as my, put that as my five. Because Dragon Ball Fighter Z, me personally, and out of my group of friends that we really dug into Dragon Ball games, Raging Blast 3 was our favorite, which that was a more 3D universe fighting sim where, you, you know, the, it was still cel-shaded, though. And it was really yeah. good. It was like playing the cartoon. And you had a huge list of rosters, stuff from GT, you know, characters that you wanted to see, like Super Saiyan Level 3 Vegeta. Like, it gave you that fanfare. And then Dragon Ball Fighter Z to keep that, you're playing an anime. That's what you're doing. Well, here's the anime no, fight, but you're thing. playing it. Here's the other thing, the reason why it became a, a fan favorite, you know, it, that game became explosive as it was. Because we had Dragon Ball Super coming out at the same time and releasing its yeah. content while Fighter Z was, you know, being one in development. And then once it released, we were, we saw Goku go Super Saiyan. <laughs> he went, he went yeah. to see on that, uh, and, and that blast, that blast is around the world now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and the, it was it was really well done. I love what Dragon Ball Super did. It's just it's, it's you have to be a Dragon Ball fan. If you're just an anime fan, like I've become, Dragon Ball Z is it's it's a horrible anime in comparison to others, but it's still historic and legendary, and it'll always keep a piece of my heart. I've, I've you know I've watched it countless times. And, you know, a bunch of anime people are, like, cursing me out right now. But I don't care, man. It's not the... If you look at it, all the long, lengthy dialogue and everything, it it really doesn't pan out if you look at it today. That's why they didn't just re-release the old episodes. They had to make Kai, which was the watered-down version. And then they're like, yeah. all right, well, you know, well, now we got to do Super. And now they're kind of, you know, from what I watch, eh, it's good, especially, you know, uh, the... Kamehameha with uh, Khalifa when Goku slides up her, her energy blast and just Kamehameha yeah. right in her face. That was yep. amazing. And the characters they're adding to Fighter Z is good too because they have, you know, the, and they're updating Dragon Ball Fighter Z and Xenoverse 2 because they realize that people are playing both games. They're adding content simultaneously to both. That's why great company, great game, great style, great gameplay. Definitely a good, solid number four. Gotta love Nanko Bandai. Gotta love Absolutely. They know what they do, and they do it right, you know? And my that brings me to my number three, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Absolutely. I've heard good things. I want to play that so hard. So good. So good. You're a blacksmith's son, and then middle-aged craziness ensues. And you can, there's disease, you have to wash. If you're dirty and covered of, with blood, people are going to react to you differently when you're trying to talk, talk to them through story or whatever have you. If you're in nice clothes, they will react to you different and your charisma will be better. You know, it, the combat is like a uh, little for honor, uh, for honor-esque. And okay. that's not a bad thing. It's definitely something that has a learning curve. So if you're not really into the For Honor combat, you may want to invest in um, the bow or even your charisma and really getting that right. Because the one thing with the bow, it's very difficult to understand in the beginning. Because even I've been using my you know Xbox controller, plug into the PC, and when you'll draw the bow with your right trigger. And then the he'll draw back, 
And as he's drawing back, it'll start to sway from left to right. If you try to move and aim like you're in, you know, Call of Duty, you will never get anything. You have to wait for the sway to come to the point to where your enemy is at the proper height and angle and all that. And on top of that, there's no, um, there's no dot. So what, what I, I've solved that by I got a piece of scotch tape and I put a little black Sharpie dot on there and I put it on my screen right in the center. I've been getting, you know, headshots all day after that. So that's little one little life hack for that game to make that combat better. However, I wish they would because you do have that dot in literally the rest of the game. For everything else, there's some kind of a cursor besides the bow. So that's my one down part on that, but it's a solid game. The story, my brother's gotten a lot farther than me, and he says, dude, keep going. It's absolutely amazing, and it is, because how you interact with everybody and the whole roundness of the story is really good. My number two is kind of self-evident and really kind of just, you know, lay it out on the table. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, that is a good game. It is a heavy grind, though. So if you It is a heavy time, grind. I got into it a little bit, and you know me, my ADD took me away from it, but it does, needless to say, they've had Assassin's Creed crossovers. They've had other content. They've really supported this game and the gaming community in PC realm. That Monster Hunter is always, obviously, it has a huge cult following behind this franchise. So, and the way they did it right. You know, the crafting, you know, all the different uh, kinds of dinosaurs, and I've seen other stuff, uh, other games try to mimic it, like Dauntless, um, but nothing really pairs up to what Monster Hunter has become, and what they did with this game is absolutely fantastic, so that's why it knocks my number two. And you already know my number one, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You give me mythology, you give me assassins, and a gigantic grind fest of a game. I've logged easily... 50 to 60 hours into this game, and I'm I'm not even that far in the story. You know, me, I get ADD, so I'm like, oh, do this quest. Oh, I'll do this side quest. Oh, look, a shiny object. And I get lost for hours in this uh, game. Well. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm going, I'm in, I'm in ancient Greece. Oh, my God. The only thing, a lot of penis. It was a Greek thing. you got to get over it if you're playing the game, um, including the statue of Zeus. You have to scale Zeus. I went up the back end. <laughs> I went up the back. <laughs> you got to make your choices. <laughs> you know what I mean? But on that it's note, a great game. On that note, um, I'm just going to put, I'm just dropping it. Um, I'm getting ready to go in, order some food for from Double Decker and Media. Uh, so a little shameless plug. And then um, um, ordering food because Philadelphia Eagles made it in the playoffs. Yeah, playing man. Chicago Bears. There you go. So, the Bears. I'm, the Bears. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that the Bears helped us out to, 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 to defeat the Vikings, but now, now it's just our turn to, you know, to to Rochambeau them in the nuts and and have a good day. <laughs> Absolutely, so, man. That, Love always goes out to the birds. Go birds. Go Eagles. And uh, well, let's bring it home for an, uh, you know, second second victory. Let's show them that, you know, because they got to be underdogs, you know. That's that's the way I took uh, how they're going to come back and do it again. How they're going to do it? They got to feel like an underdog. They got to feel like you know everybody else is against them. So I think they're in the perfect place to where 
they can still, you know, if they perform, they can still get it and they can still shine. Uh, yeah, so uh, BDN should uh, should he'll he'll uh, rightfully um, lead us to victory. So if you don't know that reference, then. so all right, brother. All hey, right, this is great, great addition, brother. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a decent amount in. You're uh, in Delco. You can tell because of the sirens. Yeah. See. See. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Philly. That's where you hear all the sirens. <laughs> On that note, brother, uh, thank you for entertaining the, the Google Voice podcast. Uh, Absolutely. Anytime way. we can fit uh, one in. Yeah, yeah. So so on that note, yeah, thanks, Bob. Thank you for listening, Bob, and we'll see you next week, boys and girls. Enjoy yourselves. Bye-bye. All right, Matt. I will... Um, I'll cut this, I'll put everything together, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shoot over the, the spliced audio to you. Absolutely, brother. Sounds great. All right, bro. All right, man. Peace. Peace.